Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Did the chickens come home to roost last night? We'll find out. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning and welcome to the show. My name is Nate Zimdars and I am filling in for our farm director, Pam Yonke. First things first, let's talk about the weather. Yesterday, there were scattered storms across much of the state. The rainfall totals varied. We already received some texts from individuals sharing their rainfall totals, and we would be happy to have more before we have our egg weather update with our egg meteorologist, Stu Muck. So if you haven't had the opportunity yet and you would like to share your rainfall totals, please get on our talk text line and let us know what the rainfall total was in your area. We're looking forward to having that conversation with Stu about what we have in store for the next couple of days into the weekend. Today in the Madison area, we can expect to have partly cloudy skies. Temperatures are going to be dipping up a little bit higher than yesterday. We'll be back up to 80, and it looks like it'll be in that same temperature range for the days ahead. Please stay tuned to our show. we got some exciting stuff coming up ahead. Later, at the end of our broadcast, we will have Pam Yonke speaking with Andy Fowlman, one of our EverEgg guests. Please stay tuned. So I'm sitting in my truck at Bavaria Sausage. You know where they're at. Corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg, or open online 24-7, BavariaSausage.com. And don't forget about their Facebook page. I see two shoppers come out of the store, immediately open their bag, and start nibbling on lawn yoggers. Yeah, it's one of the most popular snacks that Bavaria Sausage sells. Made right there, a great source of protein. They're delicious and they're healthy. I was talking with Judy about it. She said one of the reasons why their lawn yoggers are so popular, they don't add water. So they travel super well. Heading out on a road trip with the family? Take along a handful of lawn yoggers. Going for a hike or a bike ride? Lawn yoggers in that backpack. Maybe you're involved with sports or have kids involved in sports. You know they're going to need a snack. Why not give them something delicious, healthy, and a great source of protein? Bavaria Sausage. Lawn Yagers. Find it online, BavariaSausage.com. Miss America is a nationally recognized title that has been given to one lucky woman for over a hundred years. Many think of the competition that goes into the selection of Miss America and don't know what she actually does after being crowned. There are many speaking opportunities across the country that involve sharing community initiatives they feel strongly about. Wisconsin 4-H was fortunate to hear from Miss America at their 4-H Summer Academy where she delivered a motivating keynote message about overcoming obstacles, pursuing dreams, and giving back to others. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Nate Zimdars, and I had a chance to speak to Grace Stanky, the current Miss America, who was actually just in the role of Miss Wisconsin. She grew up in Wausau, and she's only been in her role with Miss America for about a half year now, and she shares some of the experiences that she has had through this opportunity. Grace, can you tell me about your background growing up in Wisconsin? Yes, being born and raised in Wausau, uh, you know, I really got exposed to a lot of different things because you kind of get a little bit of both sides of Wisconsin, because I firmly believe northern Wisconsin and southern Wisconsin are almost like two separate states, right? 
I've gone to school here in Madison and I'm like where's the snow and they're like this is it it just snowed 24 inches and I'm like no you're missing the lake effect like what are you saying uh, so it's really awesome though because the one thing that really unites those two very differences in weather and, and experiences is the Wisconsin goodness and kindness uh, that has contributed contributed to who I am today truly can you share what motivated you to first run for Miss Wisconsin and then run for Miss America? Yes, yeah, so we are a scholarship organization at the Miss America organization. So that was honestly a big motivator. I got into college. Uh, I realized college is really, really expensive. And I found out that uh, I, I actually returned back to the Miss America organization because I had competed as a teen for two years. And I knew that this was an outlet for me to pursue. What was the process of running for both Miss Wisconsin and Miss America like? Was it pretty similar? Were there some big differences? Uh, some pretty big differences. So to get to Miss Wisconsin, you do have to earn a local title first. So the first year I competed, I was Miss Madison. So I competed uh, against 10 other candidates from all over Wisconsin to represent Madison. And I went to Miss Wisconsin, placed top 10, uh, and that was pretty much it. And then I finished out my year as Miss Madison. Uh, and then I became Miss Badgerland after that, and then going into Miss Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I, you know, was going all out. I knew I was going to be graduating and moving and things like that. So I was like, this is probably going to be my last year. Let's just see what happens. And lo and behold, I became Miss Wisconsin. And all of a sudden, when you become a state title holder, you know, it's it's more of a full-time position than it really is just a side hobby. So Miss Wisconsin really became my priority when it came to preparing for Miss America, when it came to working with the incredible volunteers that help run that organization and the people who do genuinely want to support you. What does it mean to serve as Miss America from Wisconsin? Because there have only been a handful of individuals from Wisconsin who have had that title. Yes, I am the third from Wisconsin, and it's been so fun. Coming back to Wisconsin, it's always like I can let go of like a breath I've been holding in because it's just so much more relaxed and people are kind, they're loving, they're caring. That's one thing I will forever love about the Midwest is that we're there for each other and we're supporting each other. What was the process of running like? Can you walk us through what that looked like? Yes. Yeah, so we compete in a couple of different areas of competition. There's talent, interview, evening gown, onstage question, and I had pitch as well. That is no longer a phase of competition. Now, pitch is basically a speech about what our community service initiative is. What are we promoting within our community? What advocate are we representing? Like, what are we advocating for? So I'm a, I'm a nuclear engineering student, so I talk a lot about energy and reliable electricity here in America. So how have you been able to bring that platform that you ran onto life over the last couple of months of you serving in this position? Yeah, it's a huge variety of things because I've gotten events where I'm working with power co-ops right here in Wisconsin talking about how we can incorporate nuclear into our energy portfolio right here in my home state of Wisconsin. But I've also spoken at conferences nationally across the country. I've worked with companies to help develop their workforce as we continue recruiting people into the nuclear field. And I've also continued to break those misconceptions uh, to the public. You mentioned that you are a nuclear engineering student. Are you still a student currently, or are you completely focused on serving as Miss America? Miss America is my full-time position for the year. This is my job. I'm paid and everything, uh, but I am still doing school part-time on the side. I was initially, when I became Miss America in December of 2022, I had one semester left of school, and you know, like, the light is so close to the end of the tunnel, it's blinding, right? That That is where I was at, so I did two classes in the spring. I did walk in the spring here at 
Camp Randall at UW-Madison, but I still have three classes left that I'm wrapping up online as well. Can you walk us through what an average week in the life of Miss America looks like? Oh my gosh, is there an average week? I don't know if there is. I do a lot of different work. Like just today alone, I've been here in Madison. I gave a speech on the floor of the assembly and worked with politicians and then came here to the 4-H conference to work with STEM kids and now give a keynote speech tonight. So that's just an average day. Uh, From week to week, you know, I'm traveling to a new city, new state pretty much every 48 hours. Uh, So I'm experiencing a ton of different locations. I've done about 70,000 miles of travel in the past six months. Uh, so it's it's a big variety of places, of people, and of different incredible communities to promote. What was your motivation for speaking with 4-H youth? Yes, it's so awesome because this is such a huge part of Wisconsin culture is 4-H. You know, growing up, so many people talked about how they were involved in 4-H. I unfortunately never was. I'm kind of wishing I had, though. You guys have, there's a really awesome opportunity here at 4-H, I'm learning. Uh, And that's something that's really special to me, to be able to come back and help give back to something that has helped create the state I grew up in. What is a message you would like to share with rural youth in Wisconsin outside of 4-H, individuals who maybe aren't associated with that organization or other organizations like FFA? Yes, I think the biggest thing that I want to share, you know, this is my personal mission, talking about electricity and reliable energy. As a nuclear engineering student, I can tell you nuclear is safe, it's effective, it's reliable. It's got small land usage, so we can continue promoting agriculture, continue using Wisconsin land for farmland, and that's something that's going to become increasingly important as our population grows. How much longer are you going to be continuing to serve in this role, and what do the coming months bring? I have Miss America until January of next year. Uh, Very excited. I'm just at the halfway mark right now. Uh, It's a lot of different things that this next coming six months, seven months will bring. I've got some international travel. I've got visits to all over the country, all different states. You know, the schedule is always changing, so I don't fully know my schedules, you know, six months out, but it's something that's really exciting. Do you have an idea of what is going to come after Miss America? Are you already planning ahead, or are you hoping that perhaps over the next couple of months an opportunity will present itself? The conversation I've been having with a variety of different companies is where can I find a role that fits both engineering and advocacy, right? I want to continue furthering my technical skills, but I love people. I love interactions. I love bringing this high, complex, weird, crazy science to the general public, to anyone to learn about, to make it relatable in something that we can appreciate and accept in our daily lives. So uh, as I'm working and communicating with different companies during my year as Miss America, that's something that I've been asking for, and that's something that some companies have been able to deliver on. And I haven't made a final decision yet, but we'll see. We'll see. Can you share one moment from your time so far as Miss America that has really stood out to you as something special and you'll carry with you the rest of your life? One of the biggest things about being Miss America and the work I do is that I don't necessarily see the impact I make happen immediately, right? It's almost playing the long game. Uh, one one moment that really stood out to me, because to me, I still feel like Grace Stanky. I don't really recognize that I'm Miss America, right? This household recognized brand name. But one thing that stood out to me is I had this girl from Florida, a sophomore in high school, reach out to me and she said, Grace... I see myself becoming an engineer because of what you do, because of what you represent. And to to have that happen, I've never met this girl in person. She only follows me on social media. To have someone reach out to me like that and and say that, you know, first of all, it, it angers me that she felt she didn't have a place. 
but it also makes me really incredibly happy knowing that I helped her feel like she does have a place and that's something that is so incredible and you know I can't even imagine what my in-person interactions are like with young kids and how it influences their futures as well. It's been quite the journey for our Miss America, Grace Stanky, serving in this role, and she still has quite a bit of time left, so hopefully she can continue the good work and represent Wisconsin well. Coming to you from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Nate Zimdars. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When it comes to custom wedding rings, get to know your Denny's Jeweler. Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands. Whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum, you bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. What BioVet does, and where the livestock producer gets their benefit, is our technology helps them with the things that they sometimes don't even know they're missing out on. Not just worrying about animals when they're sick, but trying to keep them as healthy and happy as possible as well. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Being with you makes us happy as pigs in mud. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome to our egg weather update with Stu Muck. I got to say, Stu, yesterday was a pretty good day. We got quite a bit of rain in a lot of different parts of the state. Down here in the Madison area, it was raining pretty good all afternoon. And according to what I see from the airport, it's an inch and 68 hundredths, which was a record for the day. Uh, we only did about half of that up here in the Fond du Lac area, 84 hundredths at the airport. Uh, Beaver Dam at about 87 hundredths, I see. La Crosse, sorry, only about six hundredths of an inch. But most of that rain was in the south and east. I see Racine in far southeast Wisconsin, an inch and 14 hundredths. So pretty fair rain as that cool front dropped through the area. The front still off to the south today, away down from almost central Missouri into central Illinois and Indiana. Not a lot of rainfall nearby, at least to start the day. 
In fact, I'll talk of rain only in southern Missouri and Illinois. A few sprinkles way up into northwest Wisconsin, probably up around Bloomer, Shatek, that area. Just not a big deal, not a major threat for us. But none of us can rule out maybe a morning sprinkle, a brief little period of some light rain, a little fog in many areas this morning. Be on the alert if you're hitting on the highway. Make sure you got the headlights on in those vehicles because that patchy fog does exist. What happens today? Well, that front stays off to the south, but a disturbance moves along it. Trying to pull it back in is a warm front, meaning a small possibility again toward late today or this evening that there could be a few showers or maybe an isolated thunderstorm. Not a very great threat, but a small, small possibility. The chance of a shower or storm looking to be a little more likely a bit later Friday or into Friday night, and that's when rain amounts pushing up toward a quarter or half an inch could additionally be seen. Not a bad way to start into the weekend with a little rain. Temperatures starting to warm a bit today. Yesterday was a cool day. I mean, only in the upper 60s for a high in La Crosse. Uh, today we all head back way into the upper 70s or almost 80, back to like normal. And we get even warmer for Friday, staying warm Saturday. Hit or miss shower, still a possibility. Even as we look towards Saturday, I don't expect it to be a rain out day, but there could be a little scattered shower or isolated storm popping through now and again, staying very mild, staying very warm. In fact, a little warmer than normal yet as we head towards Sunday and a slight rain chance around Sunday. For most of us midday or in the afternoon, I don't expect it to be a major threat, but a possibility of a little rain yet, even as we head toward late in the weekend or early next week, Next week's temperatures still looking to be a lot more like normal. Daytime highs in the very upper 70s and low 80s, pretty close to where we should be at this time of the season. I'll be back with our forecast details right after this. Cameron Olson of Olson Solar Energy. Farmers understand the value of the sun. It's finally time to put solar to work on your farm. Through the Rural Energy for America grant program from the USDA, agricultural businesses can realize amazing savings from solar even sooner. Learn all about the current REAP grant from Olson Solar Energy. Stop into one of their three locations, call them at 608-780-2347, or visit olsonsolarenergy.com today. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. At the University of Wisconsin-Madison, agriculture is in our nature. It's where our research feeds our families, as well as our economy. Where we're not just growing our food, we're growing our futures. Where world-class education and innovation begin. Because you can't stop a badger. And we're back now with more weather. But before we dive deep into the forecast again with Stu, I want to go through a couple of the totals that we received on our talk text line. So we had Dan up in Mayville. He had three quarters of an inch. We had Joanne on the east side of Fond du Lac with an inch and a quarter. On the opposite end of the county, uh, Florian west of Fond du Lac got a half inch. And then down here, a little closer to the Madison area, we had just over two inches reported from Dan northeast of Stoughton. And then up in Reeseville, we got a report of an inch and a fifth from Linda. And, Stu, let's uh, let's talk about the next time we're going to get rain because it's never too soon to start thinking about that, yeah? 
Oh, it's never too soon, and it's a possibility even late today, but I'd say sprinkles are not going to amount to anything like we saw yesterday. I guess that's the unfortunate point. Let's talk of the day. A little patchy fog this morning and some clouds, maybe clearing a bit more. Partly sunny skies are brighter, and that small chance of a mid or late afternoon shower, a very isolated storm. A lot of upper... 70s or around 80 with north winds becoming west today about five still a slight chance of a shower or a storm this evening partly cloudy skies could be a little rain early tomorrow as well we drop into the lower 60s with the southwest winds five to ten tomorrow that rain chance early could redevelop later on partly sunny warmer mid and upper 80s yeah those temps turn on pretty quick for friday west winds at five to ten mostly sunny saturday again a slight chance of a shower or storm both early and then again late in the day mid 80s for highs west winds at five to ten even uh, low 80s expected for sunday night and maybe a small chance of a shower a little later in the day but it sounds like at least now we'll start to add a little moisture so anyone looking to enjoy a long weekend outside they're in for a treat yeah well, an occasional shower, but I think that makes it feel better in my book. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And again, everybody, that is Stu Muck, our egg meteorologist, with a look at our forecast for today and in the coming days ahead. So stay tuned to that weather. Hopefully we'll have a little bit more rain sooner than later. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. That huge data breach from a few weeks ago has probably moved off your radar, but your information could still be on the dark web. LifeLock alerts you to suspicious activity, like someone using your info. If there's a problem, LifeLock's U.S.-based identity restoration specialists will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but LifeLock will help protect your identity long after this breach is forgotten. Save up to 25% your first year. Use promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. If you're talking, they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. So talk, they hear you. You can do it if you try. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. 
Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices. Something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry. One-of-a-kind pieces. Diamonds. Engagement rings. Traditional and modern styles. And you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Let our family help your family. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, <laughs> our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. If your walls could talk, what would they say? I have sent children into fits of rage. I am responsible for a child's speech impediment. I am the reason a child can't read. Just because you can't see lead paint doesn't mean it's not on walls, doors, windows, and sills. Today, lead paint poisoning affects over 1 million children. If your home was built before 1978, log on to leadfreekids.org or call 800-424-LEAD. Brought to you by the Coalition to End Childhood Lead Poisoning, EPA, HUD, and the Ad Council. MLB is going to experiment with pearl white baseballs yeah. for sticky stuff issues. They've partnered with Dow Chemical. Yeah. Is that what I saw yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Austin and I were talking about that. We're both so confused. Well, here's the thing that doesn't make sense. It's like, okay, since the beginning of time, since roughly 10 years after the Civil War in mm-hmm. the 1800s, <laughs> nice you voice. have played baseball. I'm trying to... I'm trying to kind of find my inner uh, narrator uh, narrator voice. You gotta, from, go, you gotta go more like um, uh, old school. Extra, extra, read all about it. Major League Baseball is using sticky balls. That's pretty good. I, I was going Pearl for White, the, the rookie, the narrator from the rookie when they when they intro the movie and they were talking uh-huh. about people in Texas and they played baseball. Ben, ben Kenny would probably men, be able to help me out. Ben were men. His, his favorite movie. Ben Kenny can't talk like a man. But, what are you talking about? Eh, that's what he'd say. Back, eh. back no ten years that. after the Civil War when they started playing baseball. Ten years after the Civil War when they started playing baseball. These guys 
they were rubbing the balls down. They were using the same ball probably game after game after game until it got lost or broken. Uh-huh. I, they were using pine tar, dirt, little sand. little jalapeno in the nose. Anything they tobacco, could find. Anything that could help. You think these people a little from under cheese. Clean, had clean hands? No. Oh, come well, on. They're, they're farmers. Yeah. They had dirt under the nails. They had to get up to tend the cattle in the morning before coming you know what to happens? the ballpark. I bet, you, I bet you right now, Corbin Burns or uh, insert any pitcher out there, they're getting their manicures. They used to have they're the spitball. Uh, their nails all trimmed. I got a hangnail. I can't pitch, Skip. They used to throw a spitball where they would spit on the ball. I just milked a freaking cow, bailed some hay, went out there and tilled my garden, and now I'm pitching a damn ball. Tax? A year or two after fighting for country or yeah. the Confederacy. Take it down the South. Tacks and razor blades were in gloves to soften up the ball to so, so like, are you are you pro doctoring baseballs? Where are you going? I with don't this? know why all of a sudden they're saying we're teaming with this for sticky stuff when guys have been using it the whole time, but you've been outlawing it. Well, it's like weed, right? It's like the, oh. what the government has figured out with weed. It's like, well, still not federally illegal, by the way. True, but a lot of states are like, well, it's get, it's happening anyways. Let's control it. Hey, right? I you was just in Vegas. Nice sponsorship with that. Let's. Get I was nice just in Vegas. You couldn't buy weed unless you had straight cash, homie. Really? Yep. I know from experience. Well, Weird. It's like it's same funny. way to go with my some places. Same don't way to take go cash. around to Wisconsin too. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't buy with card for the most part. In, you really in can't. Either. You really can't go to your dealer and be like, "Hey, do you got Venmo?" Yeah, I I, I probably misspoke there. PayPal. Some, some yeah. do. Some you do. have a guy serving time in federal prison. <laughs> Real professionals for yeah. doctoring baseballs with the Angels. Now there also might be some pill stuff that might be. Yeah, I think the pill connected. stuff was in there too. It was probably the worst of of, but of his. This guy was kicked out of baseball. Remember, he was the one that helped Garrett Cole come up with the yeah the rosin. He and took he'd heat it. It's like he was taking cooking crack. Yeah, he took a. A soda can, and he lit it on fire. The guy got out like jail time. And he put in like three, four substances in it. Mm-hmm. And then he would sell it to the other players around the yeah, league. Yeah, he got like blackballed from the league and I think like threatened with jail time. And now the league goes, hey, we're going to look into some sticky baseballs. Because, That's what I'm uh, saying. It's just like weed. It's just like the legalization of weed. But also, I, like, maybe I understand where baseball is coming from. It's like, well, these guys need some sort of grip. Remember Tyler Glass now last year? When he had to make that start with no sicky substances and he spoke with the media after, he's like, my arm has never hurt this bad. Like, it was hard on this. So I think baseball is willing to meet him halfway. Well, they just want to do it remember specifically. When they were doing the checks and Garrett Cole's all pissed off. He's like, this baseball could come out my hand. I could kill someone with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back when <laughs> men were men, they were burning <laughs> rosin in pop cans. Yeah. yeah. Not having baseballs made specially for them. Five pitchers been suspended for 10 games uh, each since Major League Baseball began his crackdown on the banned grip. Sub- still- Who's the guy that just threw the perfect game? Uh, Domingo Armand. Dallas Braden. Oh, the other uh, one. Domingo Armand. He got suspended his last start. He was like, this is the stickiest baseball I've ever seen. You're suspended. Well, I, I just like game. how you have these guys that use rosin, and then they put uh, another, like, uh, liquid substance on their hands so it's even stickier. And baseball umps are like, okay, well, that's fine. Well, actually, let me feel this ball. Actually, this is too sticky. Yeah. What scale are we t- going off of? Your opinion on what's yeah, the opinion. like i wish that i could get this bent out of shape about the dow chemical headline because i would have loved to get angry about this and fill an hour on the bill michael show yesterday with it but austin and i were like huh that's interesting it'd be a pearl a my pure favorite, white baseball by dow chemical my pure favorite cheater of all white. time when you're talking about doctoring baseballs has got to be michael pineda oh yeah oh, with the, on his it, neck Michael Pineda is from the Dominican, so he is darker complected, yet he had the darkest spot of pine tar or something on his neck. It was so noticeable.
Bringing home the bacon. Literally, this is the Midwest Farm Report. Leslie Spachina is filling the farmer's seat on the Wisconsin Technical College System Board. Governor Tony Evers appointed Leslie to the position earlier this summer. She has extensive background in both farming and education, which qualified her for the role. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. The board is the oversight body for Wisconsin's 16 public two-year technical colleges. There are 13 members, including a farmer representative, which Leslie is taking on. She tells me about her goals as a board member, but first tells me why she was selected. Prior to like being farming full-time, um, I have also have a background in education, so I served Wisconsin Association of Agriculture Educators, or some may know as WAE or WAAE. A lot of their, their bulk of their members are high school agriculture teachers, but a segment are also agriculture education technical college instructors. So I have some ties that way with my former work and then also worked in higher education for a little while and involved in our technical college. And locally, I'm in western Wisconsin, so we're um, part of the Northwood Technical College system in our area, which used to be WITC. Um, I'm involved with our Farm Business Management Advisory Board. I'm um, just have that local connection. So I have a, while I'm on the farmer's seat, I also have kind of a unique background of having education in my career and also community involvement as well. So I think those pieces come together, um, making me probably a, a worthy candidate to consider um, for this open position. Why are you passionate about the technical college system? Why is this something that you want to have a voice in? So I think about like how we as employers in agriculture, as farmers, but also in agribusiness, how are we looking to either fill those positions with skilled workforce or or work in partnership with the technical colleges that serve our communities to help build skill sets for our employees. So it kind of goes both ways. I also feel that an area that's probably a little bit maybe has become a little bit more of a, a gap or unintentional oversight is also looking at like how are we preparing our future farmers like myself or other folks who maybe transition to farming, whether they have employees or maybe it's just them or a few people seasonally, but how can we support those that are next generation of farmers, whether they're young or coming in from another career to help them be successful? I think we do a lot in agriculture at looking at like how do we support our agribusiness employers, which I think is fantastic and very much needed, but it's easy to kind of forget about the production side. I think that's a piece that um, I'm I'm passionate about that we've kind of had some conversations locally as we talk about, like, it wasn't that long ago that we weren't sure if the farm industry short course was going to continue to exist. So there's, you know, as we look at those opportunities to help support our technical positions in agriculture, I think the technical college system really is a great resource and asset that we have for our state. I really admire how much the technical college system has been able to keep up with the changing workforce needs and trends and technology. You know, industry is fast moving and sometimes education doesn't always keep up with pace, but our technical college system has done a pretty good job. This is an opportunity I think that really is, I'm really excited to serve so that way we can Continue. I know our, our technical college system supports a lot more than just agriculture, but I think it's a really vital piece for our industry and in supporting our communities. And are you the only farmer? I am the only farmer. So the board, or I'm on the board, but I need to be approved by the state senate. But I can still, I can start to attend meetings as well. And so we have, I have my first official meeting in a couple of weeks 
Well, I know about the board function. I will be getting my orientation and everything along those lines coming up soon. So officially, there's only there's a farmer representative, and then there's a student representative, an employer representative, an employee representative. Those are like designated seats that are for specific roles. And then there's six other public members and then some other unofficial members that are on there. So I am the only farmer. Um, what's interesting is I was, as I was reviewing backgrounds of some of the current members, though, um, I was kind of happily surprised to see that a number of the members on the board actually have some rural roots or whether that they grew up on a farm or maybe they're doing running um some farming operations on the side as well, but they have other professional um, responsibilities or career resp- career backgrounds as well. And I appreciate that you kind of walked through some of the things that, that you hope you can address in technical college education specifically, but do you have any specific goals that you have for your six-year term? I think really for the first year, I, I really want to get a good feel of where the board is at. There's a lot of learning that takes place of just being part of the board and the dynamics and understanding procedures and, you know, existing projects and so forth. But I would I would really like to make sure that agriculture is still in the forefront of our, when you look at programming for our state programs, you know, making sure that agriculture is kind of still kept on top of mind as we look at programs that are being offered at, at college at the colleges, whether they're looking, you know, from a budgetary or infrastructure investment. Um, and also kind of thinking about from the employer's perspective as it co- relates to agriculture and farming too, um, I want to make sure that I have a voice and kind of keep that in mind um, from a big picture perspective for our industry. And and I appreciate that, you know, historically we've had a farmer on the seat, and that, a seat on the board, and, and I hope that continues from that regard as well too. That was Leslie's Vicina. She was selected to fill the farmer position on the Wisconsin Technical College System Board. Leslie owns Cylon Rolling Acres, where she raises meat goats and sheep for direct market sale, and she's got quite the resume in the education industry as well. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. What BioVet does, and where the livestock producer gets their benefit, is our technology helps them with the things that they sometimes don't even know they're missing out on. Not just worrying about animals when they're sick, but trying to keep them as healthy and happy as possible as well. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Join the Midwest Farm Report and Pam Yonke as she kicks off Wisconsin Farm Technology Days at the Olson Solar Energy Exhibit on July 18th at 9 a.m. in Booth 472 across from the Blue Tent. Olson Solar is the leader in renewable energy solutions. Learn more at olsonsolarenergy.com. Rank Seed is a family-owned company that focuses on plant breeding, seed selection, and customer service. Join them and the Midwest Farm Report at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, Tuesday, July 18th at 11.30 a.m. at Booth 202. Learn more about Rank Seed at rankseed.com. Good nutrition is essential in ensuring that dairy cows are able to produce and keep that milk flowing. Dairy nutritionist Drew Johnson has been suggesting cottonseed and corn gluten seed to dairies looking to stretch their available forage. Drew is with KNS Dairy Consulting. He works out of Cashton and is serving dairies in the surrounding counties. So the biggest questions we've been I've been getting is mostly like how, how are we doing on our forage inventory? You know, as the, as the first couple of hay crops have come in. 
are we on pace? Do we need to start stretching? So in those instances, we're looking at forage replacements, um, cotton seed. Maybe two or three weeks ago was when they started to bring back into rations. Actually, Anna had fed had not fed cotton seed for a few years because it uh, we had plenty of forage, and I didn't feel like it was uh, it was the value that the, the price wasn't. Uh, um, where it needed to be to be included in the rations. But now we've been looking, bringing cottonseed back in on a few farms, and then the same thing with the corn gluten feed, um, booking some corn gluten feed to be able to just, just to start to stretch. Here's a look at your Thursday morning markets. Cash corn is trading at 476.5, up a quarter. December 2023 corn is trading at 484 and a quarter, that's up a half. Cash soybeans is trading at 1457 and three quarters, up 13 and a half cents. November 2023 beans is trading at 13.43, up 15 and a quarter. September 2023 wheat is trading at 6.30 and a half, down two and a quarter cents. August Class 3 milk contract is trading at 14.77 weight, down five cents. And September milk is trading at 15.86, that is up 10. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. This looks like a car. Has tires, headlights, a hood, windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car, but it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. We survived rusty playgrounds, no helmets, and drinking from the hose. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Glad you're along with us, everybody. I do want to remind you again, always make sure that you're giving us those uh, rainfall reports. We don't get them enough, so let's make sure we're using that talk text line this morning. That's 877-301-FARM, 877-301-3276, and uh, make sure that we're kind of... Keeping it rolling through the day. Sometimes it takes a moment for you to get out there and 
check the rain gauge. We've gotten a lot of positive reports, especially from south-central Wisconsin, where we're looking for the rescue. I also noticed that Kirby up in La Crescent, they only picked up less than uh, about, uh, about what, Point zero ninety says. So, uh, like I said, please make sure that you're using that talks text line, 877-301-FARM. We're chatting with our buddy, Andy Fallman from Everag this morning to get us up to speed on what's happening with our dairy complex. You can find all those folks online at ever.ag, where they're ready to uh, provide you with all kinds of insights. Andy Fallman joining us live this morning. Andy, let's talk a little bit. Uh, I mean, there's not a dairy farmer out there happy with the way the margins are sitting. Are we getting any action as far as maybe the global dairy sales, maybe our weekly reports? Are you seeing any signs of life out there? Hey, good morning, Pam. Uh, appreciate the time. Uh, we are. I mean, we're starting to see a little bit of signs of life. I think it's going to come, you know, uh, really what we've seen here is, uh, I mean, year over year, especially, it's been a lack of demand, right? Um, and I, I think it's been most prevalent in the export space. Not to say domestic demand has been great, but I'd say the export space has been pretty lacking. You know, if you look at the May cheese exports, for example, we're down 16 million pounds year over year. That's a lot. Right. I mean, that's close to 400 loads of cheese. And so in terms of farm margins, I mean, obviously the big, you know, the big piece of it, especially for folks in, in your neck of the woods, has been the class three price, um, you know, in a nutshell. We've seen a lot of cheese come to the CME. Um, year to date, this has been the biggest, um, or excuse me, the most volume we've ever seen. So the question is, um, you know, what fixes that? And I think, again, uh, it's going to be driven in the export space. And in terms of signs of life, I'd say we started to see some of that. Um, when you book exports, it's kind of a moving target of a number of different things, currency, uh, our price, you know, our spot price, and then our futures price, right? If the futures curve is too high out forward, out forward relative to the, relative to the, uh, the cash price, it gets a little bit harder to book exports out forward. That's really what we're looking for, right? You can move cheese on a spot basis in a place like Mexico, for example. But, um, what we were really looking for is the capacity for those that are bringing cheese, um, to be taken out forward, right? You know, October, November, December kind of thing. Um, those futures curves have come down enough to where now we're, you know, th- those prices, futures prices are discounted to places like EU. Um, if you recall last year, EU, I, I mean, in, in my opinion, one of the big reasons why we went so much higher last year was that EU was just not able to supply themselves very well. Um, they have since become, you know, a competitor of our in the export space, and it is what it is. So for that standpoint, um, yeah, no, I, I think in terms of things that are kind of coming down the line, um, it's our ability to export and futures are coming down enough to where we're becoming more competitive, not just on our spot price. We're, we're the cheapest in the world on a spot basis. It's being able to do that out forward is what really matters. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, while we wait for that to play out on the international scene, and uh, we, we do have to do that, uh, on-farm margins are just becoming incredibly challenging. And it's not just us, like you said, uh, Andy. It's every region that's got dairy producers in it. So what are you hearing decision makers move towards? Is it thinning the herd? Is it, uh, you know, are there contracts out there or mechanisms they should be looking at? Is it everything? I mean, this is kind of getting to the point where, and it's not turning around fast enough, some major decisions are going to be have to be made by some of the major dairy players. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, and I think, you know, you, you mentioned thinning the herd. Um, we're seeing prices for beef cows. Are, I mean, just going to beef is, is is a decision that I think a lot of folks are starting to make and have been making it for some time. 
Um, and you know, the adage is the cure for low prices is always low prices. And it's certainly going to be the case here. It's just a question of when, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think it is all of the above. I think again, with where beef prices are, we're starting to see more and more folks choose to make that decision about putting out the herd. Um, you know, and also too, I think you're going to start to see some things around the country that, that impact milk production in a way that isn't necessarily up to them. Right. And so I actually just read, um, I know that they don't make a lot of milk there, but in Death Valley, uh, the temperature is expected to exceed over 130 degrees. I know in the Southwest it's going to be hot. And you know, we we have some folks that have some offices out in California in our office. And um, I mean, they were, they were talking about uh, this weekend being well in like the, the low 110s kind of thing. So we are seeing uh, and, and have been hearing about heat stress adding to you know lower milk production particularly for states out west and that may be a little bit more impactful for things like butter but i mean again the the more you draw on just general milk production around the country you know that just only kind of thins out a little bit of you know our ability to supply ourselves as when, when we start to see demand turn around um you know one i think good indication of that too has been the one thing that really hasn't fit the narrative here so far this year has been our cold storage report um, it's been a few weeks since the last one came out, but it was lower again year over year for cheese. It's a few months in a row we've seen that um, for a market that continues to break because of excess supply. We're, we're not seeing it being stored, which is interesting because, you know, where my head goes is when things, especially if we start to export again, we start to see some demand pick up, you know, domestically via maybe some promotional activity. We're at prices where that starts to make sense to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there may not be enough cheese in storage to, to support that. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah to me that, that that that's the one report too that just continues to not fit the parish narrative. Andy Fallman's along with us, one of the broker analysts with Ever Egg. Again, as always, you can find their whole team online if you need some assistance. Want to talk more at Ever Egg? Andy, I got to ask you um, when it comes to you know the situation, are you seeing slaughter numbers continue to either be the same or go up as it relates to some dairies turn into the beef market? We certainly seen it go up, and and we we saw a little like you know a, a classic downtick that we normally see um, last week, just on a seasonal basis. But overall, I think people have been responding to the higher prices, right? And so I, I would expect to continue to see those numbers rise, or at least stay high, you know, so long as some of the beef prices remain where they are. Um, it's pretty impressive. I mean, this is one of the more this is one of the more bigger bull runs we've seen. And beef, you know, you know, when you look at feeder cattle futures and live cattle futures, they've just been on a tear. They did what milk did last year, basically, or they're doing what milk did last year, basically. Um, so, yeah, I, again, there's a lot of different moving parts in terms of, I think, things that can turn milk production around and, and start to contract supply. That's going to be one of them. Yeah. Well, uh, like you said, we wait. We see currently everybody tightening their belt as much as they can. Uh Let's just keep hoping that, like you said, the world demand continues to kind of grow. Domestic demand at least hangs on. Uh, Cold storage reports, uh, like you said, telling a story that the market's going to have to support. Appreciate it, Andy, as always. We'll catch up with you again in, looks like, a couple weeks you're back on our schedule. That's correct. I appreciate the time. Thanks, Ben. All right, buddy. Andy Fallman joining us live this morning, one of the team members from EverAg. Again, ever.ag is where you can find all of their team. They join us every Thursday 
here on the show to try to let you know what's going on specifically with dairy. Now, coming up tomorrow, I want to let you know there's a big announcement that's being scheduled with uh, Dane County today and World Dairy Expo. Our own Stephanie Hoff is going to be there, and we'll have whatever they have to say coming your way tomorrow morning. We're also going to catch up with our friends from AARP on what you can do to make sure your voice is heard when it comes to all kinds of policy development. Have a good day. We're